Stop it! You're freaking me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Welcome, Welcome to the Nerd Fury <laughs> Podcast. I'm Jim Lovecheck. I'm Dan Granado. And today we're continuing the spooky theme. Yeah. With uh, the movie uh, Hereditary. Critically acclaimed, and I'm gonna. Before we get into it, we're gonna try and avoid any spoilers. But it is a great horror film. I'm gonna I say it right now. We're probably just to be safe. Spoiler warning: yes. If you haven't seen it, because yes. we're gonna do our best, but you know, we get on a roll and we may we yeah. may ruin it. But um, basically, this movie can be summed up in two sounds and one word, and those sounds and one word is fuck. <laughs> And that's not the actual dialogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie was, it was a slow burn overall. Well, going into it, ever since it came out two years ago, I think. Yeah, right? it was like 2008, 2019. It's yeah. The, the director's directorial debut. And was it, it? Oh, yeah, it was. It and was. It turns out when he was writing it, it, the director's name is Ari. So I think, I believe that's a male oh. name. Just based off of Does he own a uh, talent agency? He might. Okay. (laughs) And loves sushi. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, hug it out. (laughs) Hug it out, bitch. (laughs) But he was originally writing it, and it was just supposed to be about a family dealing with loss. And he got halfway through the script and was like, you know what? This will make a good horror movie, and rewrote the whole thing. I mean, it. so, like, I got it as not actually a horror movie. It was pretty good horror movie like i wasn't like in a traditional sense yes okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah. okay because it was like you're i would say if like you took out basically there's two main scenes in or main sequences there's the first 10 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then there's the last 20 minutes Dude. that's the entire film the everything in between of this two-hour film is like just Things to set up the final 20 minutes. Which are brilliantly done. We're yeah. not saying, like, cut the middle out of the movie no, at no. all. Like, no. It's For being as critically acclaimed as it was and me going in with that, it right. was still a good movie. That's how good this movie is. Tony Collette, who plays the mother. Okay. Uh, she was wonderful. She was so good. She was fantastic. Because she, so she, she has experience, like, playing characters that, have, that are dealing with, like, emotional mental stress. Oh, she was in a TV show one time where she had to play a character that had multi personalities. Oh, oh boy! And like she had like seven or eight of them, and there was like seasons of it. And they that wow, yeah. So she has the ability to like kind of like flip the switch pretty easily. Yeah, um, and she's a fantastic actress. I read that she's, um she wanted to start doing comedies because she was sick of the kind of like dark mental kind of stuff. Right. Then read the script and was like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like. She did that. She did, and she's been in a bunch of horror movies, but then she also did uh, Little Miss Sunshine, oh. <laughs> uh, Knives Out, and most recently she was in that movie. I haven't seen that yet, and I hear that it's is wonderful. A good, it's Clue. Uh, obviously not as good as Clue because that's a classic. Yes, but two plus one. It's plus two. Two. <laughs> two, plus two plus two plus one plus two plus. <laughs> Shoot the chandelier. <laughs> Uh yeah, so like that knives out is like kind of like a modern uh clue yeah type of thing I felt, um, but yeah she did she does 
Great job through this film. All the actors were good. The guy that played the dads, the dude from The Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. who's the main dude, he was awesome. He did the, like, when they asked him to do ridiculous things, like, go go check the attic. His, like, I'm going to do it because oh, I'm the yeah, dad he, look he, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he didn't want to do it. It was perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the guy who plays the son, uh character's name's Peter. Yes. He was in, he's a, I mean, he's fairly new. Yeah. Um, You'll remember him from uh, the Jumanji, the two Jumanji films, mm-hmm. which I'm like, I didn't really, it didn't click till like halfway into the movie. And I'm like, oh, I know this guy from somewhere. Like, cause he's I'm like, oh, it's just a wet hair version of a guy from Jumanji. <laughs> cause that dude, he like, was throughout the so whole, it, like, his hair just felt oily. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he was always sweating. Like, is he just coming out of the shower at all yeah, times? Dude. But, okay, so basically, and I've never seen a movie open up the way this movie did with an obituary. They just throw you right into the shit. Right. I had to pause it a couple times because I'm like, I'm a slow I'm a slow reader. So, like, I'm like, uh, this is probably important. I read it fast on purpose because I thought they weren't going to give me enough time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah. Oh, just the, the whole opening sequence where, like, they... So, Tony Collect's character, her name is... Annie. Annie, yeah. And um, her profession is she makes miniatures of everything. And it really comes good. into play yeah. a little bit later. Why? And that was your first clue on what this movie is going to be kind of about. So, like, they zoom in to this one big uh, miniature. And it's the miniature of the house that the, the characters all live in. This mansion. Beautiful house. Yes. Beautiful house in, in the Utah. middle of fucking nowhere, which is probably was done on purpose. Yeah. Before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, with um, the, the silver birch trees outside and the tree house in the driveway. Dude, yeah, it was I an mean, awesome. It was house. awesome. House. Awesome house. <laughs> I mean, my favorite miniature, if I was gonna like give a number one best miniature, mm-hmm. was the one that's up if you go in the main foyer, and it was the miniature that was just off the stairs. Yeah, and it was, it had to been like four feet tall, and it was all these broken down homes underneath while the normal home was on top yeah i was like like that that's a conversation you know (laughs) oh absolutely oh dude but yeah it it zooms in and you're zooming into peter's uh room and it's like oh this is the house and this is how they're doing and i guess um the production company basically recreating the entire house as a set so they can take away walls and get all the intricate um framework for the cameras that's pretty cool yeah. basically the same thing that annie does with her miniatures when she exactly and that's the thing awesome. with the miniatures there's all the big theme the big over like story is that um there's all there's someone that's controlling from the outside just like how annie is very controlling with her miniatures yeah. and she controls the setting and everything. Yeah. It was kind of like foreshadowing. Like there's someone bigger that's controlling the lives that are happening in the scene, yeah. basically. Dude. And like, so this movie was so good that it, even though I knew it was like a horror film and I knew there was some ch- like crazy stuff going on, mm-hmm. I didn't know until the very end that it wasn't all in their heads. Yeah. I thought it was like a I psychological thought, theory. I thought, thriller. It was, I thought it was just going to be about, mental illness you inherit from your mother's side mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i thought I mean, the movie was going to be about it's in the name hereditary yeah and like you could say that you could say 
just that it's just the bloodline of this family and you know with the character charlie the the youngest daughter of this family who's also a brilliant she did it very well for the so good the the 10 minutes she was in the entire film spoiler that's spoiler (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> didn't take long um but she did like her great um god it's just so many things that were like fantastic in that and film they kept that you weren't expecting stuff, they kept calling stuff back like the ants right and i was like oh goodness and you didn't know if the mom was still sleepwalking and fucking with everything uh-huh, uh-huh. dude i don't know Spoiler alert, so cover your ears, that Joni was a conniving bitch as soon as I met her. I thought something was up. Um, You know what? This is going to be your last warning for spoilers. (laughs) If you haven't seen the go see the film and then watch, listen to this podcast. Absolutely. So uh, it's going to be completely spoilers. Completely spoilers. It's too good to not talk about. Yeah. We can't skirt around it. Two, one. Spoilers! Alert! Okay. So I knew Joni was right when she looked. They had you look at the placemat. Yes, I'm like, all right, something's up with that placemat. That's gonna come to play later on, dude. And then she was digging through her mom's things. Mm-hmm. All... Well, it was like the schizophrenia, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what does that have to do? And like, oh, my brother hung himself, and then she talked about how like she was pressuring her to have a children. And everything. And she didn't let Peter near her, but then when she had Charlie, she always insisted on feeding Charlie. Yes. Which made me feel like she was preparing Charlie to be a vessel or whatever. Charlie was payment. Uh, But Charlie ended up. That's why she was. Being Peter at the end. Because Charlie Charlie and payment were one one and the same. Uh, A lot of things that Charlie did as like little quirks with like cutting, you know. Heads pigeon, of the, the of animals to Jeez. make her toys. Yeah. These are all things for payment. And payment, if you don't know, is a demon. He's one of the. Um, I think it was like one Eighth of the circle or something. Yeah, like that. it's, it's the, he's he's up there. He's a king of one of the circles. Right. He's the he's only like he's super obedient to Lucifer. So he's like yeah. high a higher class demon. If you look in that kind of a lore, and, and that was like oh, his. Man. And you see like the the religious cults um, symbols like everywhere. Like you're like, Oh, it's that's weird. It's on the, I think it was on the pole. That it was okay. All right. Cause they like, set it, up, they showed it and okay. Got it. All right. So that she can get her head. Cause if you recall the, um, the drawing of payment had three heads on his hip. Well, he had four he had four. Okay. Four heads is on the symbol, yeah. but it required um, a number of sacrifices for him to actually get into the vessel of his choice. They had to do two rituals. One was like to bring him in and one was to bind him yeah. to somebody. And there was there had to be four um four there was four heads in, in their symbol, so there had to be four uh, sacrifices with heads. First was Anne's um brother who hung himself. He was originally gonna be the it, it would be presumed that he was gonna be the original right. um Vessel. Because he, Heyman doesn't like being in women. Right. Even though he was described with a feminine pronoun, which yeah. is weird. 
And it says it has been known for him to lash out if he was given a female vessel, which yes. means they've done this before. Right, right. And he's been sent back. I don't. The main draw for you know giving payment a vessel was that the people who are in this religious cult would be rewarded with wealth and Beyond prosperity. Yeah. yeah. Or knowledge. I don't know. Yeah. They were kind of cryptic about that. Right. But it was definitely weird. And also, so when um, at the end, when Peter goes up, after he sees all those really creepy, naked, smiling people in the shadows. Oh, God. That one dude like with the white hair. That was, who? Where? That's How? That's just smirking. I'm like, oh, God. He was there at the at the beginning of the movie with the uh, at the uh, funeral. He was he just was? staring at Charlie, just smiling, like I didn't like nodding I his didn't head. Catch that at I'm all? I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I Why is he at looking all, at him? Oh, bro! Oh my gosh! I gotta watch this movie again. But it, there's a lot of times, and it doesn't do. And the musical score is wonderful. Yes. I found out that because I paused it at one point because I think I had to go to the bathroom or something. And I wrote writ, wrote down music is so creepy. Got to get out, you know, in yeah. my notes. Um, the Colin Stetson, I, I'm assuming he's the person who was, who, uh, I don't know. Uh, the term's escaping me. The person who wrote the musical score, the composer. Okay. He worked 16 hour days because the movie contains 85 minutes of music. It's only a two hour movie. <laughs> Uh, that's a lot of work. And then when I think about it, like they took, it was all, and like the music wasn't like the jump scare violin scratch. It was no, just like, it was, it was slow and it built up and it, like yeah, it, ramped up your own Just nerves. as Annie, the character yeah. was slowly gaining, losing her sanity, the t- intensity of how you're like unsettledness that you're feeling. Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm, it was, I'm assuming was supposed to build up with, her yeah and like yeah when you find out that like she used to sleepwalk and almost set her two kids on fire no it was just her only peter and her she was covered in it too yeah yeah so like there's like speculation that maybe she was the one that actually dug up her mom yeah and put her in the attic because how they were they were always home so how did they snuck into the house and like if you'd when her mom, her mom, it's one part of the movie. Her mom, they find the grandmother, Annie's mother, who's the matriarch of the family, who's also the leader of this religious cult, Qu- the queen. Yeah. They, they, well, that's when the name of the yeah. cult is called the Queen Lay. Oh, it. Oh. That's what it, I got confused too. I'm like, oh, she's called Queen Lay, but oh, it was actually the religious cult was it. called that. Mm. And fucking Utah, man, with weird religious cults. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it was like perfect because they can do their this kind of stuff. The house was the perfect location. There's only one road going In, to the house yeah. and back from the house. Yeah, and everything oh. was perfectly placed for a reason. Yeah. Oof. And when Charlie saw her grandma in that circle of fire, I was like, "What in the world is going on in this movie?" <laughs> and freaked me. The one thing that two spots, I was like. That kind of like gave me like yeah. kind of the the goosebumps was when Peter goes to the attic and realizes like what the fuck is going on here when his mom is it's clinging just, to the ceiling and banging her face off yeah, it. I was yeah. like, oh my god! That and when he is the final scene where yeah. he's just hanging around 
And and he still doesn't seem to know what's going on. Oh, no. At that point, he's already taken. When he jumps out of the house. Yeah. I saw the little thing that's go payment. into him. Oh, okay. So Payman took over. and Payman and Charlie took over. That's why he clicked. Got it. So he's just, it's just kind of just like, okay. Like this kind of yeah. just a stone phase because he can't feel anything. And that effigy? Were they using Charlie's decayed head as the head yes. for the okay? Yeah, because she was, like I said, she was like, payment had took over her body at first. Got it. Is what you're they're trying to convey here. Got it. But then, and then him lashing out is okay. Yeah, and Peter is the healthy male body that he was sought off for, so they were kind of just prepping. Got it. But when they came in and, like, the two beheaded, uh, the grandmother and the mother was just bowing, I'm like, huh? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, God. Well, and when the mom was sawing off her own head while floating in the sky, I was like, like, what? (laughs) So I was watching this movie with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) And he was kind of just toning in and out. He was mm-hmm. playing his slot machines on his game and his phone. Yeah. And it was that, like, he'll just, like, if it was a kind of a loudish buildup or whatever, music or noise, he'll look up and be like, oh, what's going on? And he goes up. I look at, I'm, it's that scene. And I'm like, the fuck? And is she's this? just, yeah. And I look over and my dad has this, like, look of, like, what are you making me watch? <laughs> And I'm like, it's fucked up, isn't it, Dad? It is so good. It was, I, oh. Or, like, you know, when she's flying, the Annie's, like, flying throughout, like, the house, and she doesn't make a sound, and she's just kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is going on? Yeah, and she's, like, trying to convince the husband, because she, she, the book that Payment was drawing on, which was just, was, um. Just the, the sketchbook. The whatever. sketchbook that's drawing nothing but Peter. Yeah. Could have been Charlie. I don't know. But she tries to to burn it in the fireplace, and she catches on fire. Yeah, that was, like, I was a little confused by that and poor Steve, the husband. Dude, he was just trying to be a good dad. He was dad. the only, yeah. He, he was, was just, throughout the whole movie, he's trying to keep this family together. Yeah. And everyone else And he's is, older than the wife. Oh, they he, say that? It looked like he was much older. Okay. Like, she's like eight to ten years younger. Sure. And he's very wealthy based okay. on him. Yeah. The way he dressed in the house they made, were in. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she was the one that was making all that dough, yeah. making dior- or dioramas, dioramas for or whatever. The museum or whatever the fuck it was. And it was kind of interesting to with the dioramas. It was kind of like that was Annie's way to cope with her emotional stress. Yeah. And to having something that she can control – she can compartmentalize her feelings. That's why, like, you saw the really fucked up scene. It was like, within days of her daughter getting killed. Dude, that fucked me up. When she, she does a diorama. And, like, Steve, the husband's like, dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, And she's like, what? It's a neutral look at it. And I'm yeah. like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's so detailed. Where did she get the tiny sweaters from? <laughs> right. Dude, and then, and then she puts... Um, she did because she's got a miniature of the whole house, so she ripped off Peter's doll's head and put it back in his bed. And then yeah. the next scene is her somebody's hands trying to rip off Peter's head. Oh, I didn't even realize that. And then, and then, um, 
he's blaming her and she's like, I'm not sleepwalking. I'm just checking in on you. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, am I going insane? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. I, I, I must've been not looking at paying attention to that part. Yeah. Kind of looking at researching things on my phone. Yeah. And then when Peter, then when uh, Peter was in the ceiling, in the ceiling, Jesus Christ, when he was in the attic, technically I'm not wrong, but <laughs> when he's like, wake up and he starts smacking himself. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. used to having like fucked up crazy dreams, dude. The, I, oh. There are certain things I'm like, doesn't anyone else see this? Like when like the, I think it was Joanne um, that was screaming in the park. That like, she released him? Yeah. And then she's just screaming. And he's just staring and nobody else is looking. Right. And I'm like, maybe that's just Utah, man. There's like, always was, some weird fat lady yelling right, at some random scream, kid. Like, <laughs> I release him. I'm like, he's reacting to it. And I'm like. I'm like him. I'm like, no one else hears this? No? And then right after that, wasn't that when he was in class and he did the... And then slams his face off the desk? Wasn't that the next scene? Yes, because that was the same scene where Annie w- went to see Joanne because she realized that placemat was the... They like, oh, she knows my mom. Yeah. You know, or, and she and, flipped through the book and like yeah. she's in there with all the other people. And you, you'll pan in to... Um, her the apartment where Joanne lived, and it was looked like a a vis a visual visual. God damn it! This whiskey's getting to me already. Um, but yeah, the pan into Josie's apartment where she's got that pigeon king thing that Charlie made. All the toys, all, yeah, well, all they bowing. mimic yeah the actual scene right. at the end. Yeah, I mean it, everything about this movie is beautifully done. But when I say beautiful, I mean that on Underrated, the Underrated, because it had terrible side. reviews, didn't it? Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I heard but, it was, oh, but for horror or movies? Or it didn't do well. Oh, it might not have done well. But I hear nothing. It, it was critically acclaimed. And I think it had almost four stars on Amazon. Three and a half. But, yeah, it was it was so well done. And the, other, and the director's got another horror film called Midsummer that's out. I heard that is also... Like it's like the same. Yeah. It's the, um, like the things he learned from the previous films. He he just fine tuned them. When yeah. you open up with that kind of movie, and horror films tend to not do, as except for like, uh, what are they, like the Paranormal Activity, which the third one was kind of similar to this. I one. just recently watched a, uh, so there's this YouTube channel that I liked watching. It's called Found Flicks. Conflicts, okay. And the guy he reviews mainly horror films, but he does it very detailed. Mm-hmm. And he'll do it like every so often, he'll like do like, hey, this is the timeline for this trilogy of horror films. Like he did one for Sinister, he did one for Insidious. Um, that first Insidious movie freaked me out when I saw it. But then I saw it again and I was like, it was a good horror film, though. Yeah. It, yes. Like, the, the creepy uh, kid dancing to that music. And yeah. The music. Oh, God, dude. The, he did one for Paranormal, like, explaining the entire timeline of Paranormal Activity, because there's six of them. There's six of them? Yeah. I thought there were only three, because they did, like, the two, then the prequel. Oh. And you know what? Then I stopped paying attention. So right. they could have snuck in three other movies. I don't know. There's one where it's, like, at the end... It gets wacky. There's like time travel then involved. And in then paranormal activity? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like 
another thing has to do with demons and everything. But yeah. like it gets to the point where like a kid gets, you find out it's an a cult mm-hmm. that is raising these demon children as an army to take over the world. Didn't see that coming. You didn't get that from the first Paranormal Activity film, no. which I I just stopped watching after the first one. I think I watched the second one, maybe. The second one was okay, but it was just basically the first one. Yeah. Better actors and a higher-ish budget. And then the third one was actually pretty creepy. Right. Where, like, the kids married the demon at some I think point. He, it, yeah. Yeah. I think I recall that, it, like, first one was, was good. Yes. Second one was... It was the same movie. And then the third one was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Because the first one, you never saw anything like that. The found film thing wasn't at, well, you had like the Blair Witch well, Project and then you had. Yeah. Paranormal Activity, the, the found f- film uh, movies were still very new. Yes. Not a lot of people were doing it. Yeah. But people were kind of dabbling in it with. I remember it was like certain horror movies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake right. of it, mm-hmm. where they supposedly this was the real footage of like the police officer. I mean, the killer yeah. that's based off is real in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. But Wisconsin, I don't know if that was man. like from that guy right. or that was like the found flicks and like, oh. and it was like, just, I remember watching audio. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I saw that. Was, I saw that. In, it's a fun horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that in high school and I was like, I had to go to a buddy's, like I went to a buddy's house and I like I got dropped off there, and then I stayed outside. I'm like, oh, you know, my parents are on my way to pick me up. Okay, and they just walked inside, so I was alone outside. And after seeing that film, I'm like kind of freaked a little bit. And then I look, I'm like panning, like just look at my surroundings and everything. And one of the houses down the like couple, uh, say four or five houses down. Yeah. Had one of those like wood cutouts of like the kid that's like kind of like either peeking on the side or like kind of going like like hiding. Yeah. Like hide to go see, and it just it's midnight because we saw the movie at midnight, and so it's like one in the morning basically. Pit the darkest it could be, and I'm looking, and it's only like the one light and it's shining on there, and I'm like, oh, that better not be fucking. That real. thing better not fucking move. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm like looking at things and like. Is this a big enough rock to throw? I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, what <laughs> weapons do I have nearby? My dad told me a story. Um, he, he grew up in Chicago. And uh, he went to see The Exorcist. And when he went in there, it was like 4 o'clock. And it came out during um, fall. So after, after he sees The Exorcist, and he says, he's like, he's like, Jim, I grew up Catholic, so all this shit's real to me. And then I see that movie. And then when I leave the theater... It's dark. He's like, me and my buddies were checking the alley. Every alley we went by for the devil. He's like, we ran home while checking every fucking yeah. alley. I mean, we have a friend that, oh, for the ring films. <laughs> so, I mean, you you recall the ring films? Yes. First one was good. First one was good. Second one was hilarious. Dude, we got yelled at for laughing at that deer scene in yeah. the theater. <laughs> Can you guys sh- No, this is ridiculous. Deer I, are attacking Everyone them. was <laughs> laughing except for that one person. Yeah, I'm like, fuck that person. It's like, you're not sh- seeing the hilariousness of deers playing their uprising of humanity in this one scene. They get scared when you honk at them, yeah. dude. And they freeze when you shine a light at their face. They're not going to attack something. 
God, so, ridiculous. You know, uh, per the 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 evil entity, you know, yeah. she comes to the TV when it starts to get that white white noise static. Thank God we have 4K now. We don't have to worry about everything's that. digital. <laughs> um, so at that time when the first movie came out, it was we everyone still basically had projection TV. Yeah. So we dude and everybody seven days. Yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Shut up, dudes. It's freaking me out. Um. So this was like the third time I seen the film. Because mm-hmm. every every time like I saw it, and then like another group of friends would be like, "Let's go see it," and then girls would be like, "Let's go see it." I'm like, "All right." And you're like, "Hell yeah, yeah, sure." I've never seen it before either, so yeah. like, we'll see how I react. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he's very. Um, he's afraid. He's afraid of that kind of stuff to begin with. He's a very emotional person. I mean that in a well, good way. Yeah, but he like that kind of stuff gets to him yeah. more than how it would for me yeah. or maybe you. Like I would be like, oh, this is kind of freaky. But then, but I can rationalize it with yeah. myself. Like I'll be like, I'll see a scary movie and then I'll be laying there at night and like my brain will try to freak me out. I'm like, I know it's not real. Yeah, Stop shut it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. No, the shadows aren't getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he like he was he was home and like he tells us next day like, dude, I got home, I was like half asleep because I think I was watching TV like downstairs and then I woke up on the couch and I kind of stumbled my way upstairs to my bedroom and there's a TV right next to my bed and I I must have nicked it and then it. No, the TV went straight to white noise. No, dude. <laughs> and he just, I looked at it and I said, "Nope." Closed my door, locked the door into my bedroom, and uh, slept at the foot of my bed in my parents' house. I dude, like, I, I wouldn't allow, I would have slept in the basement. I mean, I'd after like, you saw mm, that film, I would have been like, you know what? It's not worth the risk. Like, I mean, there's when, times, <laughs> there's times where I'm in the, I go to the bathroom at my office. And they'll uh, the lights will flicker every so often, and like I'm like going in, I'm like, all right, time to go to the office. I call the bathroom the office. That's fine. Uh, got a important business meeting. Your office away from your office. <laughs> yeah, may take a half hour, you know, depending on how many questions they are. Uh, and then I open the door, and then the lights are flickering, and the door is kind of like moving like the stall door. Cause probably someone just left. And I just look at, I'm like, I can hold it. Dude, <laughs> I do that too. Like sometimes, cause like the bathroom's down a long hallway and there's like one flickering light bulb. And I'm like, not going to die today. Yeah. <laughs> there's like certain things where you're just like, yeah, this is how I would die. Yeah. Yep. You're mm-hmm. like, uh, I've seen a bunch of horror films and I'm not running into that. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> is there somebody in there? Billy. Billy. <laughs> Bill, Billy, <laughs> you ever seen that like one? I think it's a Geico commercial. I could be wrong. It's an insurance c- commercial though. Oh, where they where all run into the garage or whatever. They're like running from like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, basically. Yeah. Um, guy with a chainsaw, and they're like, "Where should we go? Should we go into that? The uh, go into the get in the car, or should we go into the uh, the shed full of chainsaws? <laughs> what are you stupid?" The chainsaw. They'll be expecting us to get in the car. And yeah. then, like, the murderer's there and he's just shaking his head. Yeah, it's like, wow. 
All right. Because <laughs> some people are really that dumb. But but and the thing I liked about this movie to get back to Hereditary, yeah. two things. <laughs> um, all the most of the special effects were practical. So like that scene with the chalk was done with magnets. Oh really? Oh, that makes sense. How would it? Because they put a piece, they put a magnet in the chalk and then used the then wrote backwards underneath it. Right. Right. To, in order to make that effect. I'm sure there was like a mirror that kind of was like... Sure, but, but it, most of it was practical effects and the director wanted it that way. So the, the special effects team had to figure... He's like, I want, I don't want this to be special effects. You guys figure it out. Well, that makes it... There's a thing about practical effects. Especially that, in a horror movie. Well, in horror movies or just any movie, no matter, yeah. when it's done right, it is way more believable than special effects. No matter how far special effects has gone... You can I mean, tell. obviously, there's certain things you yeah. have to use special effects, like your Marvel films, your you Godzilla films, to. your Star yeah. Wars films. We get it, but it's, don't overdo it. <laughs> well, it's like you have to use that because it's beyond the capabilities of our mechanical knowledge. Yeah, you know. And but stuff like your Mad Maxes or your Star Wars, they that use it. Like you don't need a CG creature; you can make a special effects creature like a puppet basically that's way more believable because it's a tangible object like the mandalorian yeah they used puppet yoda instead of animating that exactly thing. And it, the, like um what's that that creepy german dude's name who was the bad guy oh anyway he oh, like probably hans but <laughs> behind the scenes like he was like acting with it like he yeah like if you see something that you can act with you get right. better performances from your actors exactly than just saying it's there and it's smiling. Go, well, like, you know, like with Game of Thrones, where they, whenever they had to interact with the dragon, and it was just basically this dragon green head on a stick, and he was yeah, with a person kind of just like waving his arms around. But again, you we can't. I don't expect people to make life size dragons for movies. And no, TV I mean they, that's, that makes yeah. sense. But like, but stuff like this, it. where like yeah. you don't need special effects with any kind of horror. Horror films shouldn't does not need special effects whatsoever to gain the same kind of scare that they're looking for. True. Very true. Like even with say the ring or I mean the original in Japan, they didn't use special effects no. really other than like the effect of her walking she, out of while the, TV. the TV. And that was just basically a, just the screen. Cause she actually walked out of, of a box with a hole in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just it makes the movie so much better than if you just in you you use special effects when you have to, not because right. you want to. Exactly. Michael Bay. Bay. <laughs> and the other thing that I liked really, second thing I liked about it is all the decisions the characters made. I could see either myself or other people making those same decisions. It wasn't like, wow, these people are really fucking stupid. Yeah. Why haven't they gotten out of the house? Because nobody talks about mental illness. No. They're just kind of like suck it up. And deal with it tomorrow, you'll be better. I mean, better. you got the son who's dealing with a childhood trauma of waking up to his mother trying to set him, him and her on fire, even though she was asleep. Yeah. And there's like, they had that distance within each other because of that. And he's trying to flirt with that chick who seemed like she was kind of a bitch. Speaking <laughs> that party scene, the most obscene amount of walnuts... One in that cake. I don't think it was even in the cake. It was just that they prepared the nuts there and then put the cake on there, and that's how allergic she was. That's what I think. I don't. Well, think no, no, was... it was that was supposed to be implied that the cake oh, had nuts in it. Got it. Okay. Um, 
but it was like <laughs> there's this giant mound of like walnuts or whap, 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 the, whap. <laughs> in the culinary world like aspect of it the way she was using that knife i was like how is she not cutting herself right she was just like daintily holding it with two fingers just kind of like chopping like it was a piece of paper or something like, i don't know like if you're gonna do that put them in a bag and smash it with something exactly <laughs> but another thing what fucking party has cake that has like and a booze, high school party that booze is like booze weed yeah at that huge house why is there cake yeah hey guys got the cake Finally, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" And it's only like a twelve-inch cake, and they're just cutting it and handing it to random people. Yeah. And no one was like weirded out that a child was like a ten-year-old or thirteen. Thirteen. A thirteen-year-old was at this party. No one else was like, "Hey, kid, who are you?" You yeah, know, right? Like, and why did they never have the EpiPen? Even at the funeral, yeah, they didn't when, have like, it. She's eating random candies because she right. was always eating random candies. The dad's like, there are any nuts in that? Like, again, he's protecting his family. Right. And he's like, and then the mom's like, always a day late and a dollar short. So he's like, no, I already checked. She's like, good, we don't have the EpiPen. Why wouldn't that be on you all the time? I think they Strap just kind of. it to the middle of the kid's back. Yeah. I mean, it's understand that if the son forgot, the brother the, right. forgot it because he was just. But still, the mom should be like, take this EpiPen. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're taking my. And Why? the text he got saying, hey, party at X, bring, bring your, your dick. Yeah. At the, like, if I wouldn't even, like, di- brought yeah. up, like, you bring your sister? No. It's not that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just going to be me and the guys. Yeah. And then if she keeps pressing you on it, be like, okay, you want to really know? Here. Yeah. You want her to be there? Your son's going to be a man soon, okay? Right. I'm trying to get laid, ma, and she's really blocking my cock right now. <laughs> Let her go play in her treehouse. That's where she wants to be anyway. Yeah. Which I thought I. And that was, was interesting funny. too. Was she like she always slept out there and she was on top of the blankets and the dad's like, "Hey, it's cold out here." Yeah. And she didn't seem affected by it. But when the mom was sleeping out there, she had like two heaters out there. So I don't know yeah. if that was supposed to be like that. The kids more detached from. Maybe that has to also. I don't know. This is real stretch. Like maybe because payment is already in. Right, like the, the she's grandma already, had something to do with it. She she's, is already warm, mm, or whatever. I never thought about it that way. I don't know. Demon, demon runs warm. Uh, that's just like speculation. Yeah, that's you yeah, know, that's it's not anything. Yeah, but yeah, there's. A, <laughs> I felt I laughed a little bit when uh, so like she was like Peter went up to the girl he wanted he was. <laughs> She was like, I got weed. That he just stares at yeah. in, in class. In and class, then, yeah. And then she turns around and he's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what time is uh, 1130? Um, uh, it's cool. I told her what time it was. Yeah. <laughs> but like at the party where she, she was like, hey, hey, I got weed. Cool. And then like, actually, she, she just got up and like went into her room. Yeah. And like he knew, like he, and the way he like portrayed his face was like. All right, we're gonna be alone, and then like she brings and then there's like, like three other friends yeah, like, in there. Peter's got weed. God, he's like, damn it, been there, been <laughs> there, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that. I understand the point of the party scene, and but I I wouldn't. I don't know. Well, you could say that like the influence is in there that that like 
that he just wants his mom to shut up, so he brought. Well, her with. no, that the mom is being controlled in her, hence the sleepwalking. I think she was mm. actually like being manipulated in her sleep. Oh. So that she was. That's why she was saying like, "Bring your sister," because it was all setting up to have that to happen. have that hap- everything happen. They, you know, the the cult put in that deer in the middle of the road because it's the only road to right. their house or anywhere in like to the right. hospital. And they positioned the way that he would have to go there. And like, they knew that like, I wouldn't be surprised if that party was owned by another cult member. Oh yeah. Like he's, he's like now son, I'm going out on business. Don't have a party. Yeah. Wink, wink, make cake with peanuts. Sure Which, by the way, the I mean, now that there's a demon in the world, just give him peanuts. He's he'll die, right? Because because like, like, Peter had that reaction when they were smoking weed under the bleachers. So that was during like break. Yeah. They so did that, that multiple basically times. Charlie trying and Payman trying to take over. Him yeah. After that, and he was basically mimicking the, the allergic reactions to how she was going to be having. Yeah. But I don't know if like maybe the initial was like that weed. He was just freaking out because he was dealing with the fact I, that he yeah. probably killed his, his sister. Oh yeah. I, I, that's probably why he was freaking out and it might've been the payment thing too, but sometimes like sometimes that happens to people. They just freak yeah. out. My, my mom told me a story that <laughs> she was at a party and her friend got drunk and high, and then her friend was freaking out because she couldn't remember how to breathe. So the, his friends are probably like, dude, you're just freaking out. Breathe, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I breathe. I just don't understand. <sighs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I would give this movie... Yeah. It, it's one of the best horror films I've seen since The Exorcist or Insidious, it's if I'm great. being honest. How I view a great horror film is a horror film that doesn't follow the cadence of a right. horror film it doesn't have a, it didn't have a lot of tropes but it may be cabin in the woods maybe but i wouldn't even call that a, like a horror film that's just like a um that one's a no but the abandoned satire yeah but the you abandoned know, oh, cabin saying, in the woods yeah, is the trope like, yeah yeah i guess you were saying or like you know your ring you're you know yeah you went to it's cursed yeah it wasn't a, they like i don't think they had a chance ever. no the, they had they no had matter no how much chance. they yeah no matter how much they tried to control their lives, they really had no control over their lives. They were predetermined how their lives were going to play out. Well, not only that too. I just remember this part where, um, because because the the mom lived with them. I got yes. from the movie, and eventually, well, I, think, I thought that was her house. Maybe originally, may I don't know. But anyway, they lived with the mom, even though they were estranged for a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. And then the dad made a no physical contact thing in the house. So then the grandma dies to get the rest of the cult to get the ball rolling again. Oh. So like Peter was not Peter. The Steve. dad was the only one who could protect him. Yeah. And they just had to get him out of the way. Which yeah. is why they said well, him I on think, fire. Poor well, bastard. I thought, like, yeah. Heyman, I think he I thought he set him on fire because he had nothing to do with the. Uh, there was no reason for him to be alive for this the ceremony. I think he could have stopped it. 
that's why they got rid of it because he he had had put a wrench into their plans for too long so i think he was mad at steve yeah because i mean all he ever did was the right thing and he still got got (laughs) bad that's one of the worst ways to die yes I personally haven't experienced it because, you know, I'm still alive. But apparently your nerve endings burn open and you feel everything. You feel your skin bubble away until you go you into pass, shock and you die. You basically pass yeah. out. I mean, I, in a smaller scale, it's the same if you burn your you know your Oh, that shit finger. hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts so bad. Now imagine like, that. If, or if. Everywhere. Yeah, if Or if you like. Your your hands a little bit too close to a bonfire, you you feel it first, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, of course you're gonna feel it till you pass out from the pain. Right, but your your nerve endings being singed open. So I mean, all you can do is scream. But you're yeah, like ugh. of course in the movie didn't he, he didn't scream at all, right? He, he kind of did. He kind of did like oh, and, and then, then they, that was it. Yeah. And they kind of like was burnt. Oh yeah, and then the dad being burnt. He was in the he was in the attic too, right? No. Oh, he was, he was, a, he was just downstairs, and that's when you saw that weird dude smirking. Fuck that naked. dude, man! I was like, why what? is every <laughs> with the cults, man? Stop with the naked stuff. Put a loincloth like, on. We get it, man. Looking at you like, hey, and he was not in good shape. I mean, none of them were. That's why they were a religious cult. I mean, like, are you really in a really good shape if you're in, in a cult of any kind? I'm sure there's sex cults where you have to be. In well, that shape. one, which the, a documentary, we need to watch that sometime. About the actor from Smallville? Yeah. There who you, was like, yeah, come join my church. Mm-hmm. By the way, you have to have sex with the pastor. Exactly. <laughs> so, like that, I would assume you'd have to be in good shape. Or, okay, yeah, or Scientology. Sure. Well, you just have, have to be rich. You have to be marketable. Yeah, I think is what it is. <laughs> to spread the spread the word. To spread it's the so word. good. No, no, it's not. Uh, so. Yeah, so I say we should wrap it up there. Yes. Um, so in in my my last thing of advice is if you're approached in Utah by a bunch of people who are out of shape, smiling at you, and naked, and they're in the shadows, run. <laughs> I feel like that rule should apply to everywhere. But. Like, do I? <laughs> my brother bubbles. He'd go right at him and go for a hug. <laughs> He'd be so. like, you need a hug. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to be naked today? Oh, okay. yeah. Let, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, all right. Well, uh, we'll be here next week with a, another uh, horror film of some sort. We'll figure out probably discuss this after, the, after re- this recording. Yeah, I'm feeling like we need to go to a older film. Older film? Not necessarily like... Nosferatu old, but like, I don't know, like the the heyday nineteen late seventies early eighties kind of thing. Okay, I think that'd be cool. All right, we'll we'll figure we, we can so, figure we'll it figure out. it out. We'll figure it so out. yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, really before we go, it. uh, we just hit we just uh went past the four hundred stream mark. Hey, Hey-o. awesome! Thank you guys. Yes. appreciate it. Thank you for Much listening. Love. Uh, thank you for the. One-time listeners in Singapore, Ireland. Yeah, we Singapore. got to Singapore. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I'm bringing up the actual list here. Oh my goodness! I was I didn't like, know through, we were, I was like, what? I didn't know our influence spread far and wide. Yeah, sure, influence. We got Ireland. We got Germany. We got Singapore. We got Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Nice, dude. We- it's like one person, obviously, because it's like. In the analytics of the 
of where we post our uh, podcast, it's like less than one percent. So it's oh, guess probably like one, one person. Wait, probably. did we? Hit? Oh no, we, we're missing Africa and Antarctica. I thought we hit all the continents. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it, Jim. Don't worry. <laughs> we got to market to those scientists who are living in Antarctica. Kwanzaa. Ooh, dude, That's we great. can watch the thing. Huh? We do a thing. The thing. The thing. Oh, the movie, the, the thing. The movie, the thing. I'm like, sorry, that thing? was very like, vague. In my head, it made a lot more sense. Okay. Uh, sure. No, yeah, we could watch the thing. Which oh, I mean, we should watch the first one and the, the new one, the remake. Sure. Why not all three? There's three. Because the first one is the thing from space, and it's like a 1940s film, and it's oh. really good. And it's the same thing. Yes. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll think about it. All right. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, this has been the Nerf Fury Podcast. I'm Dan Granado, and I'm Jim Lovecheck, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.